What is up, Fence fam, and welcome to the Fence Expert Podcast, a podcast devoted to anything and everything fence. Whether it's tools, guests, or answering your fence-related questions, you've come to the right place. This podcast is sponsored by OZFence.Store, your one-stop shop for all your fencing-related hardware. Right now, they're offering a free shipping of $150 or more, and if you use the discount code PODCAST, you can save 15% in addition to the free shipping. With all that being said, let's dive into this week's episode. What is up, Fence Fam? So good to be back with you guys again. Thank you so much for joining me. Live if you're watching this on Facebook, YouTube, or LinkedIn. Also, if you're listening to this on the podcast, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate the listen, I guess, as it is or words. I appreciate it all the same. What you're listening to is a recorded version of a live Q&A that I host most every Saturday from 10 to 11 Central. Uh, you can find it on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. Just search the name Joe Everest and you'll likely find it. Uh, if you would, wouldn't mind, if you like these this type of content, if you might, wouldn't mind giving it a review, how about I stumble over those words? Uh, it would mean a lot to the channel if you'd share out the content. Of course, that always helps. Uh, as always, huge shout out to Caleb Ashley and the team over at Expert Stain and Seal for sponsoring the live shows. I really appreciate it. If you guys are looking into wood staining, check out their free Facebook group. It's very helpful. It's full of a lot of professionals that know exactly what they're doing. Uh, again, check them out, Expert Stain and Seal. All right, guys, how is everybody? Great Saturday. Front Rock Fence was here bright and early. Says, good morning from Calgary. Good morning. Good to see you again. Guys, here in just a little bit, we're going to be having Nathan Downs on. He is the current president, outgoing president, I don't know what you'd say, of the Midwest chapter of the American Fence Association. They've got a golf tournament coming up here in... Two weeks, week and a half, something like that. So uh, it's coming right up. It's actually on Monkey Island. So I don't know if we'll get into a conversation on why they call it Monkey Island. I've heard a couple different stories. I think one is what they tell like the tourists that come through it, just to see if they'll believe it. Uh, I don't know. We'll see if Nathan has heard that. While we wait for Nathan to check in, I will. So Nathan's coming to us from the field as as a true like fence professional. He's got like a hundred things going on right now. So he and I chatted yesterday. They had a he helps coach a football team and they had a uh, football game get bumped up on them. Hi Nathan, keep up the great work with the Radius Podcast. Agreed. So if you guys. Uh, are into listening to fence content, which obviously you probably are. Uh, check out Radius Fit, uh, protecting your radius. I believe that's probably, we'll have to ask him the exact time, but protecting your radius podcast. That's I'm ninety nine percent sure that's what it is. Guys, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed last week's interview with Andrew. Oh, there we go, right in the comments. There we go. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate that. Check out Nathan's content over there. Uh, if you guys. I don't know what I said, if you guys. So, guys, you'll want to tune in next week as well. Uh, we've got uh, one great guest coming in, uh, Michael Greenfield, and a few others uh, from Mid-America Fence. But also, we have a significant sponsor alert. But I can't I can't go into it right now. We're ironing out the last few details, I guess. But um, excited to bring it to you guys next week. How is things in the fence world for you guys? Let me know you're here. So, I guess you have to – this. You have to accept, so this is a, uh, so it's just a Facebook user on our end. Good morning, Joe and Debbie. Good morning. Uh, you have to accept some terms from StreamYard. I think when we make the post, it says to accept terms or something. I have to click on that and accept terms. Is that right? 
or they'll just like give privileges anyway all right so guys uh yeah as we wait let's check in with nathan maybe maybe nathan is audio only let's see nathan are you there yeah i'm here man <laughs> how's it going I'm, sir <laughs> i'm good i'm good i'm actually getting dressed so, <laughs> okay. I was like, I had the camera on, and then I said, "Oh man, I'm, I'm I don't have any clothes on. I should probably turn this camera off." All right. Nobody well, well, I will wait for your camera to come back on as a cue that you're ready to go. Stand by. <laughs> Speaking of Michael Greenfield, good morning, Joe and Nate from from St. Louis. Looking forward to seeing Nate tearing up the golf course on Friday. I don't doubt it. So, unfortunately, I will not be able to be there Friday. So, this is like the first year in the last several that I'm not able to go. Um, so, my daughter has a band competition. So, not able to uh, go to that. But we will be visiting with Michael. And uh, we will obviously catch the golf tournament next year. It's down in uh, – Nathan and I will get into it down in Monkey Island. So, there's going to be a golf tournament. Also, a AFA Midwest meeting goes on as well. It's at the beautiful Shangri-La Resorts. If you guys have never been, you absolutely should. Uh, it is – one, it's a, just a great family resort. So, yeah, it's funny. We were talking about this the other day about uh, the Finch Show in Vegas. But the Shangri-La is much the same, I guess, minus the casino. But – great family atmosphere they've got a whole arcade set up they've got just a massive amount of like courts so tennis courts bocce ball um just all sorts of so they got a uh like a, a imitation wrigley field i believe a wiffle ball field so anyway it's a great time indoor pool i haven't seen the pool set up but i could imagine based on everything else that it's pretty top notch okay joe and debbie comment is from rachel Hello, Rachel. You guys know Rachel from, I'm assuming, the, the Rachel I know is from my salesman. So I'm hoping that's who this Facebook user is. If so, Rachel, hello. Well, regardless of where this Rachel's from, hello. But if it's from my salesman, how's it going? Front Rock Fences, what do you think of King Plus method of building wood fence with a two and three steel post? So I like it. I haven't tried it. I haven't put my hands on it. But one, knowing it's a, a Sean King product tells me, that it's going to be solid, that he's – if you want to talk about somebody that does a massive amount of just testing before he puts something out there in this, he's put his name on it, the method. So you can imagine he's done a tremendous amount of testing and data gathering. Um, no, it makes sense. So it's a it's a 40 weight. It's a CS40, SPS40. Actually, I think it's probably Schedule 40. Um, pipe driven so they drive them four foot in the ground four foot out of the ground they take an eight foot piece of pipe throw it in the ground um and then bolt on my understanding i've watched it a few times so they'll nail and then bolt on a surround a four or two by four surround over this and then uh the fencing their two by fours would then get attached to that so basically it's tying it all into a steel post that is more readily accessible uh, than maybe other steel post methods that are in the marketplace. I like it. Um, we still have a tremendous amount of the other steel posts on our lot, so we'll stick with that. But uh, from what I've seen, it is a very good system. Let me know what you guys think in the comments below. All right. We've got him back. Hopefully, he looks mostly clothed in my preview, so let's, let's see. <laughs> Nathan, how are you? What's up, dude? How are you, buddy? Good, good, good. How are things there in Tulsa? Good. We're getting ready for a little football, man, as I mentioned to you. So excited. I thought I'd go rewind a little bit on your 
monkey, monkey island experience and stuff like that <laughs> that you were talking about. So I don't know the specifics of um, why it's actually called Monkey Island. There's there's actually like nine different stories. <laughs> yeah. Um, the best thing to do would actually be to come up into the resort and talk to Barry Willingham or Ooh. Are you there? Nathan? Oh, nope. my gosh. Dan, Dan Wheeler's going to watch us and blame the Oklahoma internet for why <laughs> I can't talk to you. Yeah, he's uh, he gives you a hard time about the Oklahoma internet. But, so the story I heard about this whole Monkey Island, and this is – I think this is a story they just tell the tourists that come through just to see if they'll believe it. But what they said is, so there used to be uh, kind of like a zoo of sorts on the island. And one of the attractions was monkeys. And and I don't, I don't, I get foggy on this part of the story. Either the, the zoo had closed or in the process of closing or something and monkeys had gotten loose and they took to the trees and they couldn't get them all. And so there, even after this zoo thing was closed for a while, there's still like monkeys running around. And so they called it monkey Island. Now I think that is the, uh, less true version maybe of what actually happened, but it's a fun story. Nonetheless, it's a story I tell. <laughs> oh, now we don't have audio. See, see, Nathan's a podcaster, and so they 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 do it from their studio where everything is like. Oh, and now we lost. It. Oh, are you there? Maybe. I think you're muted. I, well, I bet what it happened was it kicked over to the vehicle's audio system. Maybe. Possibly. He's got earbuds in. Nathan, are you with us? I mean, he acts like he's listening. It's great content. I, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. For those of you listening on podcasts, I'm sure this makes no sense at all. So Nathan is technically with us. He's like, he's. I, I'm pointing like, right over there but if you're listening on podcast that doesn't make sense either so Nathan is like technically with us but we can't hear him we can see him he's cruising around the bronco going to the football game but we're having problems hearing him okay you're, nathan i think you're muted on your end now he's gone. All right. We will wait for Nathan to hopefully tune back in. Oh, so Midwest AFA golf tournament coming up. So it's a couple things. It is obviously a golf outing. Uh, but then it's also a, the AFA has their annual chapter meeting there as well as at Monkey Island at the beautiful Shangri-La Resort. Um, yeah. I think, I think they're talking about doing two rounds of golf. I think one round of golf on Friday at the main course and then i believe around the golf possibly saturday on the par three um and then some of the guys are getting together thursday to play golf as well if you're into golf this is the thing for you let's check in with i uh, so tanner here's the thing i'm not calling the other steel post because i don't necessarily you know i enjoy doing business with these people i don't want to just like out them here but you know what i'm saying share me welcome how are you 
Jonathan, what is up? Uh, yeah, technology is always great until it's not. Oh, I I see him. Let's see. Nathan, are you there? Oh, we hear him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? Man, come on, dude. So, oh. so Lucas wants to say hi. Lucas, say hi to everybody. Lucas, hello. How are you? He's ready to rock and roll. That's right. So, hey, this is the problem with having in-the-field reporting, and we don't have budgets like an actual like production facility. Right. right. So, like, you know, there's no van with a satellite feed directly to the mothership or anything here. So. <laughs> I've got the I've got the roof off the Bronco, so there's like, like terrible background noise. And I, so I mute myself as I answer things. But, no, yeah, you're the fine. Island, the Monkey Island story is hilarious, man. I mean, there's there's literally nine different stories out there. As I was mentioning, if anybody wants to know for real, man, make a trip up there and talk to some of those Ameristar guys um, that hang out out there all the time. They would love to talk to some fencers and stuff about that whole facility and what they've done and where they're going. And it is, um, as you mentioned, it, it's it's a playground on a lake on the biggest lake in Oklahoma. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it, and it's very well done. Like everything from so we've been going there. I say we. The Midwest AFA's been there since before, like the anchor was there before a lot of that. Just when it was a hotel and convention center, well, not really even a convention center, but they had meeting rooms and it was beautiful then. Great pool and all that. But I think some of the feedback they heard was it lacked just like family oriented things. I mean, if you're into the lake, then great, but Lake season's only so long also. So uh, they built the anchor, which that, I tell you what, that is top notch. That is very well done. It's got a replica Fenway. That's what it is, Fenway. Not not Wrigley. Yeah. We'll we'll forgive you. We know you're a Cardinals fan, so we're waiting for the Bush Stadium replica to come back. Yeah, for, for Cardinals fans, it's either Bush Stadium or it's not. Like, it's it's Bush Stadium or it's one of the others. I don't – I don't know. Exactly. But we've got uh, – so down in Branson, actually, they built uh, – what do they call this? They call it uh, parks uh, parks around the world or something like that, where they have, like, eight or nine replica stadiums where it's a, it's a little league. Like, they have world – not World Series, obviously, but they have big little league tournaments down there. Um, and it, it's cool to see, like, sit down on – it feels like that, but – Anyway, getting a little off topic. So, Nathan, what I was telling everybody was uh, golf on Friday, right? So we're golfing Friday. On the big course, is that right? Yeah, y'all on the championship courses. There's actually yep. three uh, par nines that make up the, uh, the main championship courses, and that's on Friday. We'll be out there experiencing that. And then Saturday at 9 a.m., we're doing a two-man scramble. Um, so for the first time ever in our organization, the Friday golf tournament is hundred percent sold out. Oh, very good. We, we cap the event at 90 golfers and we have 90 registered. Okay. All right. So, so now we're, to, now we're, now we're trying to, if, if you still want to go and you haven't signed up, now we're talking about the two man scramble on Saturday, the two man scramble on Saturday. And then we've got our uh, dinner and everything on on Friday night. Um, Friday night. All of that kicks off uh, 6 p.m. up there. We'll be eating around 7. We've got a special guest speaker. His name's Kyle Sullivan with, with Unleash the Champ. 
Um, he's actually been on my podcast before. Really cool guy. Got some great information for everybody. But the dinner, if anybody out there in Pennsylvania wants to attend, you don't even have to be an AFA member or anything, but um, it's actually completely free. We cover the cost of the dinner and everything okay. that's going on. So you just have to find your way to Afton, Oklahoma and hang out with us for the night. The resort's completely sold out. So there's a bunch of logistics things that we've capped out finally, which is sure. good. Right. But, um, you know, we got that two-man scramble. Um, okay. It says a new course called the Battlefields yeah. at Shangri-La. And what it is, um, Joe, it's, it's a par three course. So every hole is par three. But, bro, there's one of the holes was 241 yards. It's a long par three. <laughs> and they call this a championship par three. Okay. So I'm like, okay. that sounds like my normal golfing. I don't know about <laughs> par threes. I'm like, what are we, what are we talking about, boys? Yeah, yeah just um, bring your, just bring your full bag, just in case. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's gonna be me. There's all, all the other guys are gonna be out there with like three clubs. I'm like, I, I probably, you know. Because yeah, I yeah. Just but, in case. Um, if you go online to the battlefields at Chamberlain, mm -hmm. you can see pictures of this show. The the facility looks like it's straight out of Ireland. Okay. I mean, the the views and the water features and just the way they did the terrain, it's all elevation changing from the top of the course down a couple hundred feet to the bottom of the course and it leads back and forth. Just an incredible, incredible golf course. And I'm excited because I think what we're seeing at the Battlefields Part 3 is the future of what Shangri-La is going to do as they continue to update um, their championship. Uh, holes and stuff like that well we got kind of a sneak peek of it last year uh, because they were they were getting really close so i say sneak peek we saw it as we drove by but the pro shop for like i've never seen a pro shop like this size i haven't seen inside of it but just the sheer size of it for a par three course it kind of it kind of gave us an inclination like this is not going to be your normal par three with a pro shop like this i can imagine the rest of it's also going to be top notch yeah, and they've got a they've got a separate like bunkhouse up there where you can do events, so they'll be able to run independent um, golf events and tournaments directly from the par three course by itself, which is nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I you know I think here's the thing. Like, do I enjoy golfing? Absolutely. Am I any good at it? Absolutely not. Like, I just. I, I spend more money in golf balls than I do on the rest of the weekend. It's just so par three might be kind of like the way of getting more more folks involved in this for sure. Yeah. So important and it's to know. Fun hanging out with fence guys. I, I just wanted to hammer on this. So even if you're not registered for Friday golf, which is closed, or Saturday golf still open, even if you're not registered for one of those events, you can still attend to, attend the dinner. Yes, absolutely. Just, just go ahead and reach out to me anywhere on social media or whatever. I can okay. put your name on the list. You can say you know somebody. So, Very good, very good. <laughs> and these dinners, talk about top-notch. Last year, it was like a whole fajita spread. And I hesitate to call it a fajita spread because you've been at these lunches where there's like a fajita lunch, and this is not – this was the whole nine. Yeah, it's, it's top-notch everything. I mean – Barry Willingham was the president of Maristar. He knows he has in, immersed himself in 
the hospitality industry and taken what he's learned from business, from sales, from manufacturing and introduce so many of these different ideas and processes into what they're doing up there. And it's, uh, it's all, it's awesome. Like if you've never been and you want to take a road trip, it's definitely a fun place to go. And it's a cool place to take the family. My kids love the pools. They, they have like a state of the art splash pad down there. That's just, nice. it, it's like a water park inside a resort with the anchor. And I mean, you know, if, if this interests you at all, just go on the website. You'll see what we're talking about. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. It really well, and part of it is you just got to go. You just have to to walk through the facility. But uh, what was it? It was either – I think it was year before last, uh, Matt Warner and I got into a competition on – they've got the race car simulator like the NASCAR simulator. And, um, I don't, I don't really remember how it went, which probably means that I didn't do well in it, but I do remember that it was a really fun time. So even adults can have fun in the arcade as well, Absolutely. but it, it's a very good time. Of course, they've got the full restaurant there. They've got, they've got the bar and grill, of course, anything you could want and being right there on the lake. Uh, so typically I'm kind of bummed. I'm not able to go this year because usually we also have like a little meeting of the minds there at the pool around the fire pit, uh, Friday evening afterwards. Uh, man, that that's almost as fun as the rest of the event. You know, the Dan's were talking about this the other day on my fence life. And, uh, they, they were mentioning, you know, going to events and connecting with other people that that's probably the most important part of the networking. And I hope you guys feel that and understand that. I mean, you look at Joe, just me and you Yeah. over the years, we've known each other. I would say every time that we've hung out and we think of the fence texts and stuff like that, that we've done things together, yeah. um, the camaraderie that we build, but the fact that it just creates this unity. So when we see each other, it's like, Oh, there's my brother that I haven't seen in six months or a year, yeah. but you know, you can pick things up so quickly. Yeah. And that, that, that goes in any industry, but especially with all the things that we each deal with on a day in day out basis of the challenges in overcoming. And, and if we're having success, that means we're figuring out how to navigate the, you know, the marketplace today. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I just, yeah, I love that stuff, man. Getting to hang out with your boys and, and girls and talk and get better, and, and that's what it's all about. Well, and so we actually uh, we actually met at Phoenix, at FinSec Phoenix, right? So um, we met there. I believe that was the first time we had we had met where we were like, wait a minute, you're from Oklahoma, I'm from Missouri. How did how did <laughs> it take us? Time? I think I think that was our first time. So. I had been to one FinTech before that. My wife and I had gone to San Antonio, but uh, but this was my first solo FinTech. Um, one once was about enough for her. She's like, so so all it is is FinTech. Like, oh, that's not all. Like, technically yes, but um, she's like, I don't I don't understand what you Fins guys talk about when you're talking about all this stuff. So I don't know. Anyway. Phoenix was my first solo FinSec, and you and I, had, uh, I don't even, we met at one of the classes, I think, and then we went and had lunch, and it was, it was, uh, the rest is history, so to say. The rest is history, for sure. No. But that's, <laughs> but that's the laugh, point. We're both like, like, oh man, Phoenix is crazy. Every <laughs> FinSec's crazy, it only gets crazier. It's fun. That's right. You know, I, I even think back to, uh, you know, I had met, um, Danny Cannon over at My Fence Life in, uh, the Operation Epic up in Waverly, yeah. Nebraska years yeah. ago. And then um, 
I remember when I flew into New Orleans for Fence Tech, that was the next you know, Dan Blanc was like, hey, come hang out with us and watch the Super Bowl and everything. And, uh, man, I can tell you, like, just, like, instant friends because we're sitting there thinking we just had a blast just being a bunch of fence nerds hanging out for hours and talking business, not talking business. And, uh, you know, there's so much, man. It's, 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 it's good to create family and create that spider web of, interactions and, and friends out there absolutely you know and that's a that is one of the ma- massive benefits i like how you call them the dans like that is absolutely the name of for that dynamic duo um but that's the, that is the point right is that so you meet so you know you meet at one fencing event whether it is at a fence tech or uh afa university coming up or one of these fencing events you the next fencing event, you just pick up right where you left off. And what's funny, so uh, Fence Tech, uh, New Orleans, we actually, it, it, we all ended up staying more or less, more or less all of us over at the Airbnb, like right across the street. So as we're in the lobby, we're like, hey, I know you. Hey, I know you. Hey, 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 hey. And we hadn't seen each other for a year, you know, me and some of these guys. But you instantly just pick off, pick up right where you left off. So now you don't even, if you're in the Midwest, you don't even have to wait till the next fencing event. This is the next fencing event is right here in Afton, Oklahoma. Yep. That's it, buddy. And it's not a bad drive. Like it's actually a pretty nice drive, at least from Springfield, for Tulsa, from Tulsa, I bet it's even better drive. Yeah. It's about an hour and 15 minutes out there. It's it's not too bad of a drive at all. Um, The lake is massive. Um, The Grand Lake of the Cherokees. Uh, it's definitely our staple lake. The only thing is, I, I grew up in Michigan, and uh, I'm used to the Great Lakes. I, I was pretty fortunate to be able to go back to uh, Michigan for football season started this summer. And uh, I can tell you one thing, Joe, I miss, and Table Rock's kind of this way too, but man, those Great Lakes up north, they are sure clear. Yeah. And they're cold, but that is not the <laughs> Oklahoma Lake. Ours is muddy. You, you got about visibility about three feet down, and then you don't know what's at your feet. So, yep. um, but yep. it's still a lake, and it yep. does look beautiful around it. So. <laughs> so one one funny thing about Grand Lake, well, specifically Shangri-La on Grand Lake. So uh, there's some celebrities that live on this lake. Um, what was it? It was two years ago or three years ago at this event. Uh, Toby Keith was just, like, hanging out at the bar. He's <laughs> like, Of course, he had, like, a crowd of people around him. But I was like, yeah. is that? That guy looks exactly like Toby Keith. And so he's like, oh, yeah, no, he's got a house, like, right, like, right two, three coves over. Yeah. yeah. What is he's, this? He's like a football field away hanging yeah. out with us. And stuff. <laughs> you never know. It is, it's cool. I don't know what Rachel means by this, but she's, she's questioning calling it meeting of the minds. Like, there's some, like, good conversation that goes on at these little talks. Now. As the night progresses, they may get off the rails a little bit, but that's neither here nor it, It's usually when Brett shows up. Yeah, Brett- I was just going to say, <laughs> Brett and his team are always the, 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 the problem starters. <laughs> well, I think the polite term is life of the party. I think that's that's the... <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. No, no, they uh, they take care of everybody there. Last time they came uh, cruising in with uh, pizza and uh, and a round of drinks. So there's that. And you got to remember, they're the ones that had the uh, 
the, what was this, a portable uh, karaoke machine? Oh, that's right. <laughs> like a microphone that you sang into. That's right. That's uh, right. Yeah, that, then, then, of course, Toby Keith is there and all the, I mean, you can imagine in your mind the craziness of all these uh, fencers with a celebrity with a karaoke microphone machine hooked to a cell phone. I mean, it, yeah. it got pretty, yeah. it got pretty wild. <laughs> no one got thrown out. So there's that. There is that. So we got we kept it to some sort of respectable level. But all this to say, you never know what you're going, what's going to go on uh, at the AFA Midwest meeting and after the meeting itself. So coming up this Friday, Shangri-La Resort, Afton, Oklahoma. Um, you can come Friday early if you'd like. Golf is full, but then also you can hit the uh, hit the dinner. Now, there are also, so we looked into it, there are Airbnbs all around there to stay. So the hotel itself is booked, but there are plenty of places to stay, to jump on Airbnb or VRBO. Do you know those are actually owned by the same company? Are you, really? I, I read that. that somewhere. Yeah. Man, so, I'm going to create another fence company then. <laughs> not, uh, not so that's a thing. <laughs> so I was talking to a guy... Uh, in a obviously in a different market, um, he did that for a little while. Where he had he had like two or three different fence companies. And well, what he did was he bought the companies. He kept them stood up, but they all kind of like he's like, no, listen, this is uh, they all offer different tiers of service. Interesting. Well, I mean, this listen, it's which you see this in the automotive world, right? You see it in Chevy, GMC, Cadillac. You see it in Ford and Lincoln. You see it kind of a little bit everywhere. But that was the first time I'd heard about it in the fencing industry. Not a bad idea. Many of those those brands in the automotive industry used to be their own companies before Mm -hmm. getting caught up in the conglomeration. So, yeah, it's it's a move. Yeah, yeah, which is what he had done. Now, this was – he and I talked about this a while ago, so I don't know if this is still something he's doing. But, but yeah, he had just acquired companies that – just offer different levels of service and he said you know that way if you know if they call the top tier company and for whatever reason they're not a good fit they said well you might try one of these other companies they offer you know whatever it is that these folks were looking for i thought it was an it was an interesting idea um especially when you get into the thought that people typically get three bids for a project uh, and if if you own three of the seven or eight companies in town uh, you got a pretty good shot at that, I think. But, yeah. Hey, buddy, I'd love to. I'd love to hang out and answer some questions if we got some other yeah. stuff you want to talk about. I'm going to continue. We're about to the football field finally. Okay, guys. And, if you- uh, so you'll see some interesting things happening in the background. But Joe, if I'm not a distraction, keep me on, man. I'd love to. No, 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 not at all, not at all, guys. If you got questions about the Midwest AFA event, drop those in the comments below. Uh, we also have a couple other things to talk about. We've got I, I've got scrolling across the bottom of the screen. AFA University is coming up in November. It's in Arlington, Texas, Contractor Business School. This is worth the trip, and it's in a time of the year that's kind of slowing down for contractors. So the timing of it's really right. So we've got AFA University coming up. I'm just thinking about the AFA event. So obviously Midwest, and then we've got university coming up. And then January, we've got Fence Tech coming up in Nashville. You want to talk about a good time for some rowdy guys. I think uh, Nashville is going to be a heck of a good time. Uh, So that, but 
mark it on your calendars, double check the dates. It's in January this year. Uh, typically, they're in February or March, but this year it is in January. It sounds like it's going to be a heck of a good time. Um, yeah. So, guys, let us know you're here by dropping a comment in the comments below. If you've got it about the Midwest, this would be a good time to talk about that. Um, so, Nathan, you're currently the president of the Midwest chapter, yes? Yes, sir. Yep. I'm the president of the AFA Midwest chapter through the end of the year. Through the and end of the Mr. year. Daniel Brown from Oakley Fence in Stillwater, Oklahoma will be heading us up for two years. Very good, very good. Yeah, and if you guys don't know Daniel, you absolutely need to know Daniel, especially if you if you're into fishing at all. Daniel, you and Daniel will get along magically. I promise. <laughs> yeah, and Daniel's a uh, a third generation fence guy. Yeah, you know he's yeah. been moving along. Uh, he's in the process. You know, sooner than later, his dad Paul is going to retire and. Mm -hmm. Daniel will be running that thing, but they are like the main fence company in Stillwater. They do all, geez, almost everything for Oklahoma State. And it's, uh, they've got a really nice niche business over there that um, that family has cultivated well and has made a great reputation. Very similar to what you guys have done at Ozark and some of the other markets, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to, to see more multi-generation companies. I think we have a fair amount of them in the fencing industry. You don't hear from them a lot, but when you start talking to people, like, oh, okay, so there's a fairly decent representation, which in contracting anymore is getting more unique. You see people leaving uh, contracting trades, so, you know, construction in general. Uh, so it's neat to see that the fencing community is keeping these multi-generational companies alive. Then there's goobers like me that have no skin in the game and decide that this is a great way to spend my time. <laughs> well, no, no. <laughs> you're you're the first of the next three generations. That's the way yeah. to think about it. The way this looks, that may be the case, right? So. <laughs> oh, so Daniel's coming up in the Midwest. So what else? So I hit on the Midwest family or Midwest family, the Midwest chapter golf tournament coming up Friday. We've talked about that. We've talked about AFA University coming up in November there in Arlington. And then, um, of course, FinSTEC coming up in January. What am I missing here? Those are kind of the next big things on the AFA calendar for us. Is that right? Yeah, those are the next big events there. Very good. Oh. We've got, got burn the boat, burn the boat. He said, I, "I have a feeling we know who this is. I have a feeling we know, even though it says Facebook user, we've got a pretty good idea." So, guys, let us know if you got any questions about what's coming up for the AFA. Of course, there are also now. Typically, what I do to stay up to date is I would go to the AFA's website. They've got an events tab. Let me do this. Oh, it's a, I was totally wrong. It's Alan Bolding that said burn the boat. Alan, welcome to the show. Appreciate you tuning Yo. in. More Oklahoma, buddy. That's right. That's right. I tell you what, I need to have Alan on sometime talk about his marketing. Have you seen his um, the Christmas ornaments, the Christmas tree ornaments he makes? Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Very well done. Very. It, it, the first time he showed that to me, I was like, oh. So I, I don't want to give it away. So Alan, I'm going to reach out to you because I'd like to have you on to talk about where that came from and and that whole idea. Um, Christmas ornaments to be passed out at Christmas parades, that sort of thing. Uh, genius idea. So I don't want to spoil it, but uh, yeah. I want to show you guys kind of how I get to 
how I figure out where what events are where, and I probably should have set this up ahead of time. Let's see. All right. So what I typically do, so this is, uh, well, this is the AFA, the Fence Contractor Business School. Of course, you can click to register. You can see topics that are going to be covered, what to bring, and all that. Uh, of course, where it's going to be held. But what I typically do is I just keep the events tab bookmarked. And so, well, there it is. The Midwest Chapter Golf Tournament is right here. Uh, so you contact Mr. Nathaniel Downs. Uh, looks like Northern Ohio Chapter Clay Shoot is coming up. Clay shoots are always a good time. Gulf, Gulf South chapter, you really just want to come to the Midwest chapter. That's The Midwest is where it's at. But if you're in a different chapter, of course, you can see what they've got going on. But here's the one we're talking about, the AFA University Fence Contractor Business School on November 5th. Uh, and then what else we've got going? We've got some Greater Chicago chapter meetings, and then there it is, January 23rd. So mark it on your calendars, Fence Tech in Nashville. Uh, of course, you're going to be have, holding certifications, but – it's if you've never been to a fence tech, I mean, one, you've got to go. Uh, but two, it is uh, you can get all your education, all your certification, not maybe not all of them, but a large chunk of them taken out there. And then uh, looks like so in 2025, we're back into February, late February in Salt Lake City, Utah. Nate, did you go to the uh, Salt Lake, the last fence tech in Salt Lake? I did. I heard it was incredible. It really was. I'm, I'm a spoiled little brat, though. One of my cousins lives in uh, Park City, Utah, which is on the other side of the mountains. To the east. Okay. Of Salt Lake, it's like the, one of the richest per capita places in the United States. But why that's, why that's important, he's a bartender and works in the High West Distillery. Many people are familiar oh. with High West as a uh, whiskey bourbon. And I'll tell you what, we got VIP treats up there me and the fence track guys and stuff it was awesome so y'all want to be hanging out with me at Salt Lake City because you know <laughs> I'm jealous people. and I'm not even from there I'm just saying it was from you would have you're like me you're a whiskey bourbon guy yeah that good. high west double rye is where it's at for me like, they've got they've got some other campfires good and all that but campfires good yep <sighs> that double rye that's that's my jam for high west very good. So, of course, I mean, I say that I'm. We're talking about fence tech after this one, but uh, of course, I say that because Nashville, everyone knows Nashville, I, or it probably knows Nashville. Right? It's just a guaranteed good time. The first time when I heard Salt Lake City, so well, I'll tell you what my conflict was the last one. So it's the same week as a social media conference in San Diego. So I kind of went. San Diego, Salt Lake City in February. Which one do we want to attend? And so I did San Diego. But then afterwards, I'm hearing all these stories about snowmobile adventures, about all this stuff going on in Salt Lake City. Like, ah, I made the wrong choice. <laughs> I made the wrong choice. But, but yeah, so Nashville's coming up. Uh, we're actually, I say we, so uh, you and me, the Dans, we're all kind of teaming up to try to, uh, just bring more awareness to I obviously bring more awareness to fence tech like it needs a lot more but I mean I think if you're in the fence industry you know it but anyway so we're all going to be there creating content 
Uh, if you guys were at uh, FinTech OKC, you saw the big uh, studio, the portable studio that my salesman uh, put up in their booth. That same thing is going to be at uh, FinTech Nashville. So we'll all be uh, hosting from there, of course, throughout the floor, that sort of thing. I'm pretty stoked for it. Man, you know, we had the... We do one thing the AFA does with its board members and chapter presidents is every year there's a uh, mid-year meeting mm-hmm. that are done. Hold on, we're walking in now. You got it, bud. So all of us collectively, oh, he doesn't have it. He got it. He got it. <laughs> uh, so all of us collectively, um, you have all the leadership and uh, across the board for the AFA there. And what we do is in July, we meet at the site for the upcoming fence tech, just to kind of get a feel for what's going to happen once we're there in town, different things, restaurants, event areas, right? Like just get a, a lay of the land, so to speak. Sure. In Nashville, as, as those of us that went a handful of years ago, Nashville's so cool, man. Broadway is an awesome place to hang out. Yep. And just take in, if you're a music person, you're going to love it. I don't love country music, but I sure love Nashville, man. It is uh, it is a jam for sure. Well, even if you don't like country music, you got to have an appreciation just for live music. Just somebody getting up there and letting it rip. So the convention yeah, center is actually going to be like, what, like a block off of, of Broadway. It's like right in the heart of this. Right there. It was so cool. Like we were walking everywhere. Um, if, if you're right in the epicenter, if you're staying around the Omni, which is the host hotel or any of the other ones, you're going to be right in the middle, right in the thick of everything. Yeah. And Omni is like, right. It's about as close to Broadway as you get for a hotel. It's one of the closest hotels. It, it might be the closest hotel to Broadway. I think it is. I've, hotel there. I've stayed at others and they're always like a two or three block hike. And I saw Omni's like right there. Hey, hey, check this out. I'm going to show everybody. You know you're in Oklahoma when your your kids' football field? (laughs) That's a a youth field, huh? Yeah, yeah. This is only for kids. So (laughs) I just want to make everybody aware of that. Yeah. That is unreal. We're fifth grade. Looks like they got some third grade players on it right now. Yeah. So Nate, let's let's use this opportunity to shift gears, maybe away from um, away from the current conversation. Just talk about how important it is to be also active in the community, right? So so many of us are active in our fence companies, but let's talk about the other side about the importance of being active in your community. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's been a bunch of people talking about that recently too. About how do you engage with those around you you know how do you make your how do you make your voice known and and your presence known at the same time of supporting kids like this you know we sponsor a lot of different things it's a big um we sponsor a lot of different things across the board within the town that i live in so i live in broken arrow and then our shops in this so we you know two things we've got different marketing strategies for what Broken Arrow, and then let alone where our shop is, and then all the different surrounding cities. And just making our presence known, letting people know that we care, and this stuff's fun, you know. And you can see there's hundreds and, I don't know, it's probably, you look at, there's four fields here at this facility. I mean, there's at least a thousand, fifteen hundred people 
across the board right now to 10, what is it, 10:45 on a Saturday morning, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so there's a lot of people, a lot of eyes, but we we all we're always looking for areas to give back. We're always looking for ways just to let people know we're here. And you know, I've done things where, like for the Little League of Tulsa, we actually did a uh, uh, project for them for some new fields where we uh, donated um, half the fence. So basically, like we had a price on the fence. And then I went back and said, hey, I'd love to do like a Facebook thing and all this other stuff with you guys for the fence work out here that we're doing. And they were like, it's going to save us a couple thousand bucks. I go, yeah, heck yeah. And they were all about it, man. It was awesome, right? Like then the news found out that really, I'm like, see, but like, why did I do it? I didn't just do it for the pub. I did it because, you know, these kids needed something, you know, and, and looking at that. So you just got to keep your eyes open, man. You, you got to do the same thing. I see what you do up there at Ozark Wireworks or Ozark Fence. You know, you guys are doing the same thing, man. Yeah. Well, is that meme that was floating around that's like support the people that are supporting your your kids on Friday night? Like, look at the signs. I was We had a big football game last night. So my daughter's in the marching band, so we go to all the games. And you could. You could see all the signs, which – of course, Ozark fence is up there, but you see all these signs and and uh, and it really hit home of like support people that support the community, you know. And you've got you had roofers in there, you had plumbers in there, electricians, and like these are the people that are supporting our community. We should probably support them back, sort of thing. But also part of this, Nate, is you know so a lot of the questions you see or occasionally is about work life balance. Right, which that whole thing is a bit of a, a misnomer in itself. Like there never is a balance. But so what you're doing right now, I mean, obviously you're branding in your community, but also you're getting some time in with the family. You got your you got yeah. your boy there helping coach him up. Yep, yep. And we were doing. Uh, we were doing oh, no. oh, we're gonna get scored. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, but you know, um, you know that was one thing the dance were talking about. Come on, man! You're getting heated. Say the dance. The dance were talking about this the other day. That um, I think Dan Blanc had mentioned something. Hold on a second. No, I'll call mom. Oh, sorry. That uh, they were saying that one thing um, Dan Wheeler was talking about was just he's going to grind it out and everybody's going to have to wait for him, you know. And uh, it was funny because Dan was like, well, yeah, I tried that through two marriages and now I'm with Pepper, you know, number three. And uh, I, I can appreciate both lines of thought, okay? Sure. And I, I wanted to weigh in on that with the fact that I think there's a season that you can be fully like solely and fully focused on your business, on what you're doing professionally. But I think that can't be forever. And I think because of the way that our society is today being connected all the time, all those different things, um, you know, we never leave work and stuff like that. It's easy to get stuck in the world of where it just, it's unending. It never ends. There's always something to do. I, I get that. I live that, which is why I have to do stuff like this. Because I'm that guy, man. I'm like Dan sure. Wheeler. I'm like, I don't give a crap. I mean, there's all these people that are 
demanding my time and demanding my effort and energy. But the fact of the matter is this. My family is the most important thing to me. So I have to find that balance first. So I put the family first and then everything behind it. So how we've done that and how Ashley and I have balanced that out over the years is stuff like this. Like last night we had homecoming um, for Broken Arrow and my daughter is on the on the dance squad. Uh, so they had like a halftime routine and all this stuff like legit, man. Yeah. And uh, so we were there last night at the game. And then, of course, we co- I'm coaching today with uh, with Luke's team. And, you know, it's just you've got to find where it fits in your family. But you got to know, too, that if you really want to have uncommon success, there is going to be a period of time where you're going to have to do things other people aren't willing to do. Sure. And so that's, that's right. why I say I get torn, right? Because I'm sitting here thinking, like, I'm in that period where I'm yeah. going, no, nah, man, I've got to grind, like – like, I work six days a week, and the reason I work six days a week is because most people work at five. So yep. if I want to catch up to you guys and make <laughs> the company be what I know it can be, I have to work. I have to be uncommon. I have to be different than what the marketplace already puts out. Because everybody else around here is nine, you know, eight to five, seven to four, Monday through Friday. So that can't be me. Yep. Yep. You got to figure out what makes you different. You know, and that's – Part of the danger here is you hear some successful people. So I was listening to a podcast the other day and said, you know, I, I was sitting, you know, they, you were talking about sitting on this guy's private jet or something. And they were talking about, he goes, what's success? He goes, listen, that what I found is to be successful, you only have to work half the day. He's like, half the day? That sounds great. He goes, yep, you can either work the first 12 or the second 12. You just got to work half the day. And it's that's kind of dangerous advice. Now, there are times where that is called for. There are times where that is necessary, but I think too often, like you said, it's easy to get just drawn into that where, because after you pour yourself that much into the, into the business, you do see success, right? Just because you've put so much just brunt effort into it, but there also needs to come a time where you step away, where your 12 hour days turn into six hour days, maybe because you have something else going on, maybe on the private side of your life. Yeah. And I think your team has to respect that and know that, that as well. You know, that's one thing I never talk about, the hours that I put in. But they all know already that I'm there at 6 a.m., leave at 5 p.m. Or, or 6, but I really try to leave at least by 5 to get home. And then um, don't call me until 9 o'clock or 9.30 once the kids go to bed. Yeah. Like, now, yeah. 9.30 to midnight, if that's not time for me and my wife, and it demands that I have to do some work, I'm going to do some work, bro. I'm going to get sure. it done because then all of a sudden I made a 12-hour day, a uh, 16-hour day. Like, I get that, right? Yeah. But you have to find a balance. It just has to. Yeah. If you care about, like, that would, that's what I would contest when Wheeler watches this or listens to it. You need to, He needs to figure that out with Sandy, but he doesn't have kids right now. He also right. has to know that it has to be a limited period of time. Like yeah. Sandy ain't going to put up with that crap for forever because I did that with my wife, with Ashley, for years. And then finally, it's like, hey, the kids aren't two years old anymore. You need to freaking help. And yeah. so this is what you see now. We're on the field, out in the field, live. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll 
I'll uh, I'll tell you something like that that happened to me. So what was it? it was two years ago? I was on the road a lot. We did a lot of training events. I, I I enjoyed it. I was helping a lot of people. I was there to answer questions, and we were bringing people in, and very very busy with like that. Until one night, I was going somewhere, and uh, and my and, and that's probably the point. Like I couldn't tell you where I was going, and my wife said, you know, the kids are pretty okay with you leaving. Have you noticed that? Like, it's not, there's no tears. There's no, it's like, okay, dad, well, I guess we'll see you later. She goes, I don't know that that's positive, that the kids are just so used to you being gone that it's like, oh, dad's going to be gone for three or four days. I guess we'll see him next week. And she's like, you know, that's, I understand what you're doing, but also understand that it also impacts us, that we are getting used to just getting by without you. I'm like, ah, okay. That didn't feel, that, didn't, that trip did not feel great. <laughs> yeah, but that's, it, that's a hard pill to swallow. I it is. But, you know, but to your point about Dan and I, Dan, I'm sorry we're singling you out, but it's it's a decent example though, right? That this could very well be Dan's season to just grind, to just get it to a point. Because like you said, there aren't kids there taking, you know, that need time for sports or need time for education improvement. Like just that just need a, a figure there. And so maybe this is a season to just grind into it, just as long as you recognize that it is only a season. Yep. And one of my favorite things I learned in my early 20s was I uh, went through Financial Peace University by Dave Ramsey. Yeah. And the big thing that I took away from that whole experience was nothing more than what Dave said a million times through his classes. He said... Live like no one else lives today, so tomorrow you can live like no one else lives. Yeah. And I was like, that's good. Yeah. That's real good. Because the grind has to happen. You have to pay, like you have to pay your dues to get the results that you want. Sure. Whatever that is. If I want to yeah. lose 100 pounds, it's not the thing. It's not, I'm not, I can't just say I want to lose it and I do it tomorrow, right? right. I have to be willing to pay the price to get those results that I want. Business is the same way. Family life's the same way. Everything takes that price. What are we willing to do and how are we willing to do it, man? Yep. What it's all about. Well, and you have to keep you have to keep tuned into those around you, your circle, whether it is your family, whether it's your church, whether it's you got to stay tuned in. And if you do, you'll start to you kind of you'll start to get a feel for okay, I, my balance is uh, needs to be recalculated here because I've been shifting too far this way or the other. Um, you know, for me, I would get to a point where I would just get incredibly burnt out because I would just pour myself into everything and then. I would just get tired of it. I would just, you know, this, you know, so I wasn't tuning into myself, I guess. Um, I guess that's, that would be my point is that you've got to stay tuned in to those around you and yourself and just know that, know what the warning signs are. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and I, I, I want to throw one more thing. Wrap this thing up here, Joe. Yeah. You know, um, I think about someone and I don't know the specifics of this, but I know that it's, factually like a thing i look at someone like a jesse lloyd out on TikTok, right and jesse lloyd's a builder he's out there doing in, in the memphis tennessee area and um he for however this happened ended up teaming up and he now works with shane yarborough and um bluff city fence and i yeah. think jesse was doing his own thing before or whatever 
But regardless of what the semantics or the, or the specifics are of that situation, I think I, I, I respect the hell out of Jesse because I'm sitting there going, look at this dude. He knows what he's doing. He's got a thing. He's got a shtick. He's got all of his stuff going on. And he approaches another, like another builder, another company to work and learn and be under his guidance to better himself professionally. How many people there right now are new thinkers that haven't been in the business real long, that haven't done a lot of it themselves, maybe, or you're still learning? Like, pride will keep us, especially after the pandemic, as things are starting to change in the marketplace. Pride will keep a lot of people from teaming up or going to some of these older companies where there is some good leadership, where there's some opportunity. But we need to get, I, I think everybody needs to evaluate where you're at in your professional life in the industry. And if it's something you're going to stay with, what, what it behoove you to approach someone like, like if I'm in Springfield and I'm a new guy and I'm a chuck in the truck. But, you know, do I go to a Joe Everett or a Sarah and go, hey, I really like what you guys are doing. I would love to learn here for a year. Why don't we, you know, figure out something where I can come up here and learn under your system for a year and then see if it's going to be a good fit. And you never know where that will end one way or another. So. Yeah. Well, and absolutely. And that's a conversation that, that benefits both sides, right? So you're telling me I can have access to someone that knows a lot about what they're doing. They're good at what they do, but they just want to learn the business side. Absolutely. So let's figure out what that looks like to make it a win-win. But I think, you know, there's a lot of guys that get into this for money, right? They say, hey, I'm going to be my own boss and I'm going to make a ton of money. Gary Vaynerchuk has a point where he hears this a lot on his end. People start their own businesses for money. He says, hey, do you think that you would make more money on your own or as the number three at Google or number four at Google or number five at Google? Don't do it for money. Like there, there are, to your point, you could be more successful maybe with an established business if success is monetary for you. So there's, you know, there's something there Bro, to think about too. Stress. You can have more freedom. You can have all sorts of things working for some of our companies. You sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, people just, I get it. Like you don't see the forest through the trees, but holy cow, like there is, yeah, there's a whole nother world. Yeah, have those conversations, but also be aware of the organizations that you're talking to about that too, right? Yeah. Like don't, yeah. you know, you could say those same things and then go to some of these big distributors that are now part of, uh, you know, uh, wholesale equity groups and stuff like that. And they're, they're owned by venture capitalists, but no matter how great you are, they don't care. You know, it's just, it's just a number. So it's time know, to be performance. Aware of those things. Right. right. Yeah. I was talking to a buddy that just renegotiated his employment contract and uh, he has a month vacation. I was like, a month, how, a month vacation? Like, how does that, hmm, interesting. Like, I think I took uh, two weeks, like, pure personal vacation this year. And that's kind of where that whole Gary V thing, like, well, listen, well, so why are you doing it then? If, if that was your, if that was your only motivation, well, then you're not in it for the right thing to begin with. But, um, anyway, I just, there, there are other methods out there, I guess, for depends on what you tie your success to. Good stuff, buddy. All Last right. time. Yeah. We're lining up back here. We're, we're, we're getting, we're getting going. You got it. You got it. I'll let you get going. We're right at the, we're just a little bit over the hour mark. So I'll start landing the plane. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks guys. All right. See you, Nate. See you, bud.
What a deal. I'm so glad we got the opportunity to meet with Nate. Thank you so much for Nate for ma- for opening up time obviously on a personal day for him. Uh guys, I think this was a good look into, you know, maybe the the other side of owning a fence business, right? That it's not always uh sitting in the office and grinding it out. It's also uh coaching up your kids whether that's in sports or education or religion like whatever whatever floats your boat, but being there for your family. I think, uh, so Nate and I actually talked about this yesterday where he said, Hey, this game got moved up. I don't know if we need to reschedule or we, I said, well, you know, he said, I'm willing to do it. I just, you know, I don't, I'm not going to be able to be in my office for you guys. I thought, no, I think, I think this would be a great glimpse into the fact that like, we're not always in the office, right? We're not always grinding it out. Now there are a lot of six day weeks. I mean, Nate talked about it where he's in the office six days a week, a lot of times, but also you got to know when the right moment is to step away and be there for the kids or be there for the community, that sort of thing. Uh, guys, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Oh, Robert says, Hey, Hey, how goes it? My dude and dudettes. Hello, Robert. Michael said, love the topic of giving back, supporting the community and giving back gives you an amazing feeling. It absolutely does. I, that's one of the main reasons I enjoy doing it. Just being there for the community is because it, it gives you some warm, fuzzy feelings. It really does. But also my granddad had a thought on this too, that by supporting the community, you have a stronger community that then you get to have a business that operates in a stronger community. So it's kind of like the circle of life, right? You support the community, you bring the community up, you grow the community, so then now all of a sudden your business is in a strong and growing community rather than in a stagnant community. So it's kind of a win-win for everybody. Being there for the community that supports you is good for yourself down the road, but also next generations down the road as uh, being the business that helps grow a community that you live and play in. It all kind of works together. So, guys, appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate you listening if you're listening to this on a podcast. As always, if you're viewing it and you're not a subscriber, Please consider subscribing. It really helps or following the Facebook page. However you enjoy watching us, it really it does help if you like, subscribe, follow, and do all of the things that everyone always asks you to do. It does make an impact, and I greatly appreciate it. Stay tuned next week. We've got Michael Greenfield with Mid-America Fence Supply. Also, a massive, massive uh, sponsorship announcement is coming out as well. So you'll want to tune in for that until next time. I'm Joe Everest, the fence expert reminding you that good fences make good neighbors. And I'll see you next week.